What's up, guys? It's Pat from House and Home. You're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. See you soon. Until then, stay in your house, goddammit. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 196, oh my goodness, of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best Maja Fusion voice in the business, Sam Matura. Fauci's opening throw was pathetic. Dude, so I hope everyone saw that. I haven't watched any of this yet because it was a rougher night uh, for the fam. So I'm just sitting down and doing the show. I haven't watched a single second of baseball yet. And I turn the TV on to have it in the background and they show the replay. Oh, Oh my my God. God. It was laughable. I'm just happy that I I watched it live just to see that. And I was just like, oh. What an embarrassment. Yeah, Twitter told me that two home runs were hit, so I'm excited to go back and watch. Well, I'm sure awesome. they'll show replays. So, yeah, it's on now. Like, I'm up to, I'm, I'm caught up. I'm watching the Nationals Yankees game uh, as we speak on here in the background. So, we're uh, back, baby. Yeah, we are back. Sports are back. And we, and guess what? The podcast is back. And we never left. Um, we just started doing it remotely. We've gotten very comfortable, very used to doing it remotely. We haven't gotten any negative feedback. Um, you know, as, as much as I miss you, buddy, I'm happy that we're able to continue this in this in this capacity, at least. Uh, we have oh, a, I mean, it's, it's either over the phone or nothing. Yeah, we have a pretty packed show tonight. Um, and I woke, there was rumors going into the weekend that there was going to be a Nintendo Direct on the 20th. And we talked about that on this podcast. And it turns out that that was true. So this is why we report on rumors when they're from credible sources. And... They, were, they didn't announce it Friday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. And it was like, what are they going to do? Shadow drop it. And then the rumor came out that they were going to announce it at midnight. So I stay up till Sunday night at midnight to, to get to the announcement. We get Jeez. one. I'm like, You're hell yeah. And then I see it's a mini partner showcase, nine minutes long. And I was like, this is what I stayed up for. So we'll talk about the disappointment that was. Immediate regret. We'll, t- we'll talk about the disappointment that was the Nintendo Direct Mini. We'll talk about a uh, new process for Metacritic. We'll talk about the next Ubisoft Forward event. We're going to talk movies with uh, AMC Theaters potentially getting delayed again. The release update for Bill and Ted Face the Music uh, in TV. Some casting has begun for some HBO shows. And a beloved classic is coming to Blu-ray, which we'll talk about. I have two count them two album reviews tonight uh and then just some reminders of some cons happening this weekend before sam has his cgc spotlight the big thing we're going to be talking about tonight however and spending a majority of the time on is the xbox game showcase we are recording this show thursday july 23rd 2020 just hours after the showcase wrapped up so again you don't get more breaking than this uh, and then we're releasing the episode early just so you guys can get it as quickly as possible. Uh, but yeah, most of tonight will be, uh, at least in the gaming section, will be the Xbox Game Showcase. I was going to say, unless they did a video of it, Greg, live, and then technically you couldn't have beat that. But we're, we're right behind them. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, we also have our picks of the week and our trivia. It's eight for me, seven and a half for Sam. So we'll kick it off as we customarily do with our picks of the week. So last week you kind of touched on this and I just kind of stayed quiet for what this was because I was finishing. It was literally on pause in the other room to finish. So I didn't want to say anything, but my and, pick of the week. And after is, the show, I got it right. Yep. And it is the old guard. Yeah. Um, I mean, the hype is real. Um, I, I, that's the only reason I even knew about it. Like, obviously I know it's a comic book. It's, you know, of the same name that was written by Greg Rucka, but I just, you know, I never read the book 
or the, the books, I, I just happened to see everyone like, Sam, go see, you're going to love it. And, you know, when so many people say, like, like all right, is, is this going to be the one that it's going to suck? But no, this movie from, I, I told everyone, if you give this movie at least 15 minutes, I guarantee you're going to be sitting there until the end of the two hours. There's no way you're going to stop it if you give it 15 minutes. Impossible. Hmm. Two, two hour long movie. They actually had a $70 million budget. I was kind of shocked. I, I thought they had a lot more from what was shown on screen. But Charlize Theron, you know, she's a badass. She's proven herself in, in freaking many films now. It's not even just one. Um, you had you had the guy that was like the um, the good bad guy in Doctor Strange. It's like Chiwetel Ugafor. Sorry for butchering your name, sir. But he, he was actually pretty damn good in it as well. I liked him in Doctor Strange also. But it follows a team of mercenaries on a revenge mission. And I just thought the action, the cast, they had good chemistry. And really, them, them two actors and actresses, they were the only two people I knew in the film. So it was good for me to see different people there. Like, it just, like, you know, wasn't like seeing Chris Hemsworth and this guy and this guy. And, you know, like, see, there's a guy's Hellboy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just new, fresh actors that, that brought something good. And hopefully this continues because it did kind of obviously tease for the next film. And I know Charlize is teasing. Yeah, we plan to do it. We're just going to take a little bit of a break and we'll get back to it. But if you have two hours, you have Netflix, watch The Old Guard. I have heard great things. It is on my very short list. My very, very short list, without a doubt. It's, it, it's, it's definitely worth it, – it's worth the hype, man. That's it, awesome. Especially if, if you like Charlie Starron, like it, yeah, this I is do. for you. I do. This is not my pick of the week, but just uh, um, if you know my wife, you know that her list of movies that she's never seen is, is incredibly long. It might be uh, – the longest of like, you know, Dumb and Dumber, Sandlot, Mrs. Yeah, well, I, I, Mrs. I know she's, it's, it's, yeah. So we've been, we've been slowly checking those off the list and we've gotten, you know, the Dumb and Dumbers, the Mrs. Doubtfires, all of them. And we checked another one off last night. Again, not my pick of the week, but I'm very proud to say that she loved the Shawshank Redemption. I mean, this is a classic. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. And I, I, I don't, I don't think I've met one person that has said that's a bad movie. I hyped it up as such. I was like, honey, this is one of the best movies ever made. And she was like, okay, it's tough to live up to expectations. And then we kept talking about it today, which is always a good thing. I mean, it, it's, it's just, it, it's just a tougher film to, you know, to, to get through. It's a little longer, a lot of story they do. I love it. You know, I'm a glued. No, it's, it's fantastic. I'm glued. But I'm going to go somewhere different with my pick of the week. Somewhere, I, customarily, I do not do this. Customarily, I give impressions of things that are newer during the show rundown. But I wanted to give this its own time to shine because uh, I like it that much. And I didn't want to just have it be overshadowed in the game space by the showcase or the direct or whatever. And my pick of the week is Paper Mario, the Origami King. Um, I haven't heard much about it. It's because it came Not out on the same. Lie. It came out on the same day as Ghost of Tsushima, and it's getting completely overshadowed. Rightfully so. Ghost of Tsushima looks to be a friggin' close to a masterpiece. And um, for all the shit that The Last of Us Part Two gets on Facebook and, and Twitter, the opposite is happening for Ghost. So I'm really happy for that yeah. game. But Paper Mario, I got on Monday. I want to say it finally arrived, like three days late, I think. And uh, I didn't get to play it for a couple days. But the last two nights. Um, I've been dedicating a lot of time to it about four hours in, um, over two days, which for me, if anybody knows, that's pretty good. And, uh, I, I've never played a paper Mario game since paper Mario 64, the original, except for maybe an hour or two of super paper Mario on Wii. So I'm not into the franchise. I'm not very much known for playing the franchise. So this is a completely new experience for me. 
Um, and I, I just love it. It's so funny and whimsical. The, I love the art style. I like the battle system a lot. Um, I just, I really enjoy going around trying to collect little toads that get folded up because the bad guy folds up little toads. It's just, it's, and like hides them in places. It's super cute, super funny. And, and again, I wanted to bring it a little bit of a spotlight because Ghost of Tsushima is kind of outshining it right now, especially in the social media sphere. And it's, it's a really, really good game. Is it my game of the year? No, that's reserved right now for the last of us part two. Um, yeah, I said it. And, uh, I, I don't think it will become easy, a cowboy. I don't think it will. I loved it, but I, I, I don't think I will make it my game of the year. And with the games coming out, cyberpunk, Tony Hawk crash. I don't know if paper Mario will end up in my top three. Again, I'm four hours out of like 30 to 35. So I've plenty more to go. Uh, especially if these Mario remakes would ever get friggin' announced. That's for another day. But I just really enjoy it. It was It's a really nice Switch game. It's a really nice, I won't call it an RPG, but it's a really nice adventure that I'm looking really forward to continuing. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, let's go into our trivia. It is eight for me, seven and a half for you. Really close race in our uh, our trip to 11, win by two. We're coming down the home stretch here. Yeah, and, and I, I, I don't even know how I stumbled on this question. So maybe you know it. I, I did not know this. So let's test your knowledge. Which Sesame Street character was almost on the Challenger in 1986? I have. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I think the answer is Big Bird. I think I remember hearing this. It's either Big Bird, Oscar the Grouch, the Cookie Monster, or Elmo. That's what I am down to. Let me think this one through. Big Bird, I think, is the obvious answer. But that's a big-ass costume to fit on a. So maybe it was like. Maybe it was Oscar. Uh, I feel like if I ask for the choices, it's not going to do me any good. And you know, or you could be way off. You have no idea. No, nah, no, nah, I'm going to stick with my gut. You're not going to listen. You, when you do these things, then you, say go with your gut. You you tend to. Oh my god. <sighs> go with your gut, my friend. No, I am. Can you, yeah, give me the answers. And I'm going to read them exactly as I have them. A, Cookie Monster, B, Elmo, C, Oscar the Grouch, D, Big Bird. Yeah. <laughs> my my first gut call was Big Bird. Big Bird's on your answers. I feel like I've seen before somewhere, like Big Bird in a space costume or something. So I'm going to go with Big Bird. Final answer. Correct. Frick, I, I wasted a half a point there by overthinking it. Yeah, you did. Dude, you, that's why I just be quiet. You do it to yourself. Well. Literally, you, you do it. Like, if you listen back, I'm like, I talked myself out of it again. Well, listen, it's better than getting zero. <laughs> You're right. I'm up by a full point right now. I feel like that's good. Uh, yeah. so See if I can tie it up. Yeah. I, listen, I'm going to do to you exactly what you did to me last week. Uh, how many hours within two did it take me to finish the last of us part two? As I have, as I have rolled credits, 24, almost to the minute. You've got that right. Did I put that on social media? You did not. I just know you. Huh? Well, we're not, we're, we're all knotted up. No, no, wait, 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 wait. You only had seven, right? 
It's no, it's it's no. I seven point five. Oh my god! Yeah, we're we're knotted up. We're all knotted. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. I blew another giant lead. That's what I do. I'm yeah. telling like, yo, because I'm I'm like four episodes back. So when I listen, it's you talking yourself out of the answer, and it's just me like, because I'm you know either working out or I'm driving or something. So I'm just like, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll take over in the game. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get there, before we get there, I I rolled the credits. I really loved it. Um, oh, I thought you were going to just take it over in the game. I was going to give it to you in the gaming space. But no, okay. No, no, Keep no. Going. I just want to say that it's – I actually just kind of want to read the tweet that I wrote about it uh, because I think that sums up my feelings of it pretty well. Um, but before we do that, how would you feel about like a – like a bonus episode about the about the whole franchise at some point. I mean, I don't care if we did one. If we did one, is one episode two? Is it you know its own, or you could do you know combined? But, yeah. but I feel that would be too long. I feel. Yeah. So depending how many rabbit holes we went down, I, I just I have a lot to say about it, and that's why again I don't want it to get overshadowed because this is about the Xbox Game Showcase and the Partner Direct. So uh, I, I said, well, you just kind of give you just a, a quick spoiler-free kind of. Yeah. You know. Man, all the people crapping on The Last of Us Part 2 without even playing it for a single second is what's wrong with our entire culture. YouTubers hating it just for clicks. People hating it just because of those YouTubers. People judging it after watching just a single hour of a playthrough on Twitch. Play the game for yourself. Was it perfect? No. No game is perfect. Was it probably five to six hours too long? I don't know. Final Fantasy VII Remake was pretty good. (laughs) Was it five to six hours too long? Yes, it was. Did it have like four endings when I thought it was going to just stop and it just kept going? Yes. Dude, the ending, it reminded me of Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Return of the King. Okay, it's over. Let me stand. Oh, nope, nope, nope. Was it controversial? Highly. And I wouldn't change any of it. The whole time I was so engaged, I was so engrossed, I was so enamored with the world, the story, the characters. Naughty Dog did did not make a masterpiece, but they did deliver a, a worthy sequel that so many people hate because it's trendy and it's easy to do. This game forces you to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, to like what and who you hate. It's powerful, so powerful, no score needed. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, I I remember my belief. I gave it a solid eight out of ten. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be a man. I'll I'll give a score. You know, I don't want to hide hide from. You know, if people want to say it's a ten, great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. But me, I had a couple glitches actually in the game a few times. So to me, I could never give a perfect score because it's it wasn't. But I did enjoy the game, the gameplay, the way they went with it. I I actually thought it was okay. I kind of called the ending. I I don't think for any part of that game. Since once it becomes unlocked, I constantly had a sniper water bottle. That was like the coolest friggin' yeah, Oh my god, I love like I want to play it again just because now I get to use everything that I had. Yeah, the new like, game plus. I was stocked like all my you know weapons. I had them tuned right. Like I, I'm good to go. Like I, I I'm yeah. pretty sure. If you're trying one to of chase, these days, I'm going to start. If you're trying to chase those trophies, man, it's a it's a good. It's a good way to go is New Game Plus because then all your weapons are partly upgraded. So when you go find stuff, you can just fully upgrade everything and get that trophy and kind of knock. Oh, I, I mean, I I definitely won't like Shriver. Like he goes back and like just you know platinum his games. Like I, I'm not that guy, but I, I just kind of want to go and just kind of you know put it on that hard difficulty just to kind of see what I can do. And you know, I, I think I could beat it. 
I I loved it. There's a very contentious two very contentious point contentious points of the game. We will save them for whenever we do spoiler talk or bonus episodes yeah. or whatever. But just know that if you haven't played it, it's it's a game you, you kind of have to play. And yeah, if you played the first, this is a must. And, and I would say I would even say if you haven't played the first, go back and play the first and then play this one because the first is a masterpiece in my opinion. Well, so. I mean that's literally what I did. I was like, oh, this game that two everyone's so hyped about. Oh, everyone loved one. Okay, let me go back and beat it. And literally what I did. Yeah, you got it from my mailbox, and you literally yep. went home and beat it in a weekend. <laughs> so yep. good, good for points. you. All right, man, I'm I'm good. I'll save the rest of my okay. thoughts okay. for uh, for another time. But too long. Five to six hours too long. Okay, that's it. Okay, now we're in gaming. We'll, we'll start off. We got one impression, and then we'll hit the Xbox showcase. So let's get your impressions on Days Gone. It's not good. Um, that's it. Let's move on. <laughs> move on. I, I didn't, I don't, I don't like it. I think a little bit of it is because I just got done playing the last of us. So the controls are really different and I'm not used to it. But the other part is dude, every single think about the last of us, right? You do a cutscene. that cutscene almost kind of turns into the gameplay. There's not yeah. like an awkward pause of it or anything, yeah. dude, every single cutscene there's a fade out and fade into the gameplay it's so it takes you out of the immersion yeah, so badly i'm like and what? you do there's cutscenes all the time it's the type of game where you walk five feet and there's a cutscene and then you do this and there's a cutscene oh uh, yeah oh my god damn that sucks the, and i was gonna say well and i know after me after i beat like the second one i couldn't even kind of imagine jumping into like another game right away like i, I needed like a little pause yeah i i you know what i mean well i i got so sick of days gone i put like three hours into it and i got so sick of it that i uninstalled it and put in the uncharted collection i'm going to replay all the uncharted i can't argue that that's a great series it's not it's not good i got it for free so i don't i don't really i'm not like pissed about an investment i I didn't make an investment so uh, i got it for free when i bought the last of us part two so it's it to me i get why people like it i also saw that it takes people 50 to 60 hours to beat it i am so out on that yeah that's crazy that's not happening if we thought Last of Us Two is long. This is I don't. I can't even imagine how that story goes if it's going to take me fifty hours. Give me a friggin' break. So yeah, I I would not recommend Days Gone for the PS4 crowd. Damn. But now, what everyone's been waiting for? Let's talk about the Xbox Game Showcase. Wow. Well, so that was an hour. I want to do. I want to do the exact same thing we did for the Sony one. I want to go overall what we thought of the showcase, just as a whole, and Xboxes and and Microsofts presentation itself, and then we'll go game by game. So before I go, what did you think of the show as a whole? I mean, as a whole, I think I I, when I tweeted Trevor, I was like, I think it's another one that I'm just whelmed with. Mm -hmm. Nothing kind of nothing wowed me. Nothing you know wooed me. Nothing made me like stop what i'm doing and let me go run running you know buy this new xbox but i was happy to see a few games appear because i know that diehards have been waiting like yourself and like a bunch of other you know my buddy's been waiting for that that was the part that i'm like cool this is cool to see just you know again xbox it's not my cup of tea i will say this uh after that glorious news that sam was just whelmed our top three for the night's going to be the top three favorite things from it <laughs> so uh no, but but like i said there were the, the few things that stuck out to me that even i i played as a kid or or, or know people that played it or loved and yeah it, it just you know i, I I'm, I'm not gonna have this system you know what i'm saying like i'm gonna give you my honest raw obviously reaction i'm not gonna be as hyped as 
people who had Xbox since one, but I'm hyped for you guys. Believe me, I'm in your corner. I, uh, yeah. So at, at the end, we'll go game by game, but at the end, we'll do a, like, we'll kind of finish it off with our top three and we'll just real quick hit the top three favorite games from this presentation. But I, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to sit in the same boat with you and, I was an Xbox and an Xbox 360 guy, a huge fan. The Xbox one, I have two of them. So it's not like I don't, you know, I'm not an Xbox hater by any means. I've literally owned all of them at one time. And and, and the only thing you said was like, please, I I just want to see the new Halo, which all was Twitter was a guy. Just give me the Halo. That's that's false. I actually said I wanted to see one, two, three, four, four things that weren't there and Halo. So I actually want only one for five and things I wanted. But that's not why I didn't like it. I tried to take like my personal bias out and just was it a good show? And whether or not I'll play every game that was announced today does not take away from the fact that I don't think there was something here today outside of the the thing that opened it that says I have to go get an Xbox Series X. I don't yep. think there was anything here that said I need to play my games only on Xbox unless unless you're a cost conscious gamer, because then game pass is just literally the greatest thing that has ever been. And it might already be the greatest thing in video game history from a value perspective, $10 a month. And you can play every single game announced today for free included. That's pretty nasty. That's pretty nasty. I mean, I mean that alone, I, I could have had that as a, a top three, but I didn't just because it wasn't a game. So I just kind of went like, of Plus, course that is, that is probably the best, thing in gaming like i don't think anything can compete with that right and that that alone can be a system seller somebody who doesn't want to drop 60 to 70 dollars per game every time knowing that the xbox exclusive games will drop on game pass day and date with release and you can just go play them that's pretty freaking insane and i think that like if you're one of those gamers on a budget you you drop the big money on the console, then you just get the Game Pass or whatever. I think that will force you to like games that you didn't before because it's there. You might as well and just play it yeah. and try to. So I think that that is there. But as somebody who's not in that situation, who can afford to go out and buy a video game, I there was nothing there that out, outside of, well, that's a lie. The three games on my list I'm legitimately, legitimately hyped for. There were two more that really caught my eye, and then the rest of it was just kind of didn't do it for me. And and at the end of the day, I was definitely disappointed that they swung and missed on four games that I I I pegged two of them to be there. The other two were kind of hype moments that I didn't really think would happen, but they had a chance. There's a rumor that they're going to do something in August. I don't know if I believe it, but even well, he did. Yeah, he did say they were going to have an, they were doing another one. They it's all rumor. There's been nothing confirmed, but even IGN was saying that it's rumored. So when IGN's talking about it, that doesn't mean it's just some leaker on the internet saying they're going to do one in August. There very well might be one, but I don't, I don't know, but just a very just average showing. It wasn't as good as Sony's. It's not as good as like a typical Nintendo direct. Even Uh, we haven't seen one of those since September of last year. And that one sucked. So it's been a while since we've seen a good direct thing since last June, but um, you know, right now it, it just, I'm not excited. So with that being said, I don't want to like shit in the Cheerios because there was some awesome games announced today. And I think that they appeal to a lot of people just didn't. It, nothing's going to force me, especially if two of my three games are available on Xbox one and can go forward with smart delivery. I'm, I'm all set. So what, what say you, we get into the games. Yeah, let's do it. Let's save our top three till we're done talking about all of them, but let's go through it. I, I, I have the notebook out. This, the pages of notebook. I feel you like you. Old school. I feel like you. I really do. 
Um, Never forget where you come from. So yeah, I uh, I wrote them all down in my notebook in my semi-illiterate writing because I'm writing as fast as I'm trying to watch it. Uh, but I wrote down every game and thing that was shown. So let's go through it. Ten plus minutes to open the show, right around the ten minute mark of uh, Halo Infinite, and people were like, "They're going to start with it. They kind of have to," and they did. They did not disappoint. They gave us a full gameplay demo in engine. Like this wasn't just a CG trailer. Um, it's going to be out holiday 2020, which we knew, uh, there, there was two hype moments for me. One was the fact that we got gameplay and like in a pretty long demo and two master chief now has a grappling hook. Yeah. That, that was the, the two things. Number one that I don't know. I I've seen all over Twitter. Like he's got like, I think someone compared it to doom. Uh, they, they look very similar. I would say it's more like Batman-y like with the bat with like a, the way he can maneuver. Now the difference is doom is also first person. So Halo's first. So it does actually make a lot of sense for doom, but master chief for the grappling hook is, is pretty game is pretty groundbreaking. It's never happened before. Uh, and the game itself, you know, the in engine, the, the CG part looked gorgeous, the trailer part. And then they get to the gameplay. The landscapes look great. The character models, master chief looked phenomenal, but the character models, the enemies, they looked okay. Saw a little bit of texture pop in when there's not supposed to be that on next gen. So, you know, eh, but overall, this is just it's just a masterpiece. And Halo delivered yet again on just an experience as to why this is Xbox flagship ship state uh, game and has been since 2000, 2001. And, and, it, and it, this was a direct sequel to five, right? It, it is. But um, in. In it's not a numbered sequel. Uh, so it's not Halo 6, and it's going to be like the last standalone game in a while. It's got a linear story. So technically, it's like it picks up where 5 left off. But there's a whole thing behind this where Bungie, the studio that created Halo and and sold it uh, off um, and started making Destiny, 343 Industries took over for Halo 4, and then the, some spinoffs, and then 5. And there's, they, they were kind of making the game that Bungie intended slash they had to pick up some pieces and it didn't go over. Well, this is the first halo game where it's their game fully. They can do whatever they want with the story. So you're, you are starting to see a little bit more of three, four, three's creative vision in there. And I, and I liked what I saw from that perspective. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I thought the gameplay, I mean, they, they, they needed to, to show this all. They had to go with it first. I mean, gameplay, they showed a couple different enemies and, and the guy was playing was really good too. I was like, damn, this guy's like, he was like smooth as shit. I, I would have been all over the place. Yeah. He was headshotting people with the pistol left and right. And, yeah. and it showed off some good weapons. What I really noticed about the weapon play, the gun play was the sounds the guns were making, man, they sounded really good. They sounded legitimately like weapons. It was really immersive. Yeah, I like the one that one, he, threw, he threw up the shield they're shooting at it. He kind of would shoot right and just demolished them guys. I was like, okay. That yeah, was I, my, I, I, that, the the, besides the grappling hook, that was my favorite when he threw up the force field shield and he was just shooting people behind it. That yeah, was a really that, cool, that was cool. I think I want to say that that's in another game, but it's cool. It, to, it is. It's it cool is. to know I, that um, it's, yeah. Oh, fuck? Alex plays it. I yeah. didn't think of it. ODST or reach or one of know. those games, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that that's coming back and, it, I didn't play Halo 5 all but for a couple, like maybe an hour. So it just didn't speak to me. I wasn't, it's not about Master Chief that much. So I didn't really care. I'm a Master Chief guy. I think he's going to be in Smash. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I, it was, I think it lived up 
to the giant expectations it had, which is hard. And if it didn't lead off the show, I don't think it would have been as well received because if you gave me the exact same show and it was kind of just meh, and then you end it with Halo, my mind is already meh. But when you start it with this, it meets its expectations. So my hype level's on to the roof. To the roof. And, and there's a gradual it, decline it just, all the way down. It did. It gradually declined until one particular game that I would have put as my number one if Halo just didn't exist. But I'd be lying to myself if I said that Halo you know, wasn't going to be such an incredibly hyped game. But is there anything else? Again, not a Halo guy, not an Xbox guy, but was there anything else about this that stood out to you particularly? No, I mean, I feel like if, if you played Halo back in the day, like you said, if it was one, two, three, four, whatever one, I'm pretty sure you have to get this one, especially if you're going to get like, if you if you get the new Xbox, this Halo game's a must. I think, yeah, especially with Game Pass. I mean, at that point, man, yeah. I'm buying Xbox Series X. I'm just getting Game Pass and then I'm playing Halo for nothing. So for 10 bucks a month, you get six months of Game Pass. It pays for one game. That's insane how many games yeah. you can play in yeah, that time frame. You, you literally can't beat it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about playing Halo in Pino's basement and Parkwood and uh, well, actually, I guess we're back in Parkwood. So, uh, but yeah, I'm thinking about playing that in Pino's basement, just the great times we had. And that was my first introduction to first person shooters in general. I didn't really play them growing up. So, uh, that, that to me is a fond memory and something I'm really looking forward to because the game is coming out on Xbox one and it'll be forwards compatible, smart delivery with, with series X. So no matter what, even like, that's the thing, man, I don't have to get a series X to play this game. And this was the one thing where I was like, if I were to buy one, this would be the reason. So I'm all set. I'll be yeah. playing Halo Infinite this holiday. So maybe even that, maybe that'll be in my game of the year. Holy smokes. I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Who who knows if they make a PS4 assuming, version of that. Assuming we get our hands on a system. If they, well, if they make a PS4 version, I'm just going to buy that. I'm not going to get a PS5 right now. That's just too expensive. I'll figure it out in 2021. I think at some point in 2021, I'll make the PS5 jump. Uh, I'll just I'll just bank on you getting it and then mooch off of you and your opinions. Uh, after that, they showed this really cool trailer of a uh, female protagonist walking through the woods. And I was like, please don't be state of decay. Please don't be state of decay because it looks too good for me to play a game I don't care about. And uh, they they shut they cut to this girl with the sniper. It's in on like a dead wolf who's getting eaten by a deer who then you lift its head up and it's like a zombie deer and I'm so in, but I'm also so out because it's State of Decay 3. It's a franchise and series I could never get into, but from a CG trailer perspective, damn, this looked friggin' cool. Yeah, I, I, I thought it I thought it looked cool, but it's a game that I'm not going to jump in at number three, but for all the people that played, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're they got to be hyped a little bit. The first two just don't do it for me from a gameplay perspective. If this was like the first time, if this was State of Decay 1, it's the jumping off point, and I'm like, hell yeah, a new IP, and this is what it looks like, I'm in. But I never connected with the State of Decay franchise. I, I don't plan on it. Um, it's not something that really, you know, does it for me. I But man, this trailer looked really, really, really special, and I, I really liked it. The problem is, it was all CG. There was no gameplay or anything like that. So this yeah. was that's kind of the theme. We got a lot of trailers, but not a ton of gameplay today. And that's, I think, where Microsoft ultimately could have shot them in the foot a little bit. Outside of showing us 10 minutes of Halo, we're, we're all thinking, oh, my God, we're going to get gameplay all day. And we just didn't. And I was a little bit salty. I was like, oh, cool. It's all going to be gameplay. And I was like, it, it was not. Yeah. And if you're going to world premiere something, I don't expect gameplay. Um, but if you're going to like all the other games that weren't world premieres, man, stop with the CG trailer. Just give us gameplay. But I digress. Phil comes out. Phil Spencer. He talks about Game Pass and 
and the Series X power. They showed a graphic that they would show like one or two more times about the Series X, like splitting in different sections. I, I caught them using that same graphic multiple times. Like Xbox, what are you doing? Uh, then they showed Forza, Forza Motorsport. They're kind of rebooting it. They're not putting a number on it. It's just Forza Motorsport, which I appreciate. But you gave us, listen, it looks really nice. Um, but you know what Sony did with their racing game, Gran Turismo? They put us in the seat and they showed us gameplay. You gave us just a trailer and as good as it looked, yeah. the, no gameplay equals no, no buy, no purchase. Yeah. No, like, like I was literally gonna say the same thing. I was like, didn't Sony actually show gameplay? Yep, so they did. Yep. Yeah, and and I think Forza overall is a higher quality game than Gran Turismo. I think it looks better than Gran Turismo. But if Gran Turismo's got the balls to to put us in the pit, to put us in the in the driver's seat and and show us gameplay, even if it even if it wasn't final, I you know at least it looked like gameplay. I hope it wasn't an in engine trailer, but. This didn't do any of that. It seems like it's really early on in development, which is shocking for me for a franchise like Forza that's been around a while, that they're almost just starting development on a console that's launching in holiday. I was expecting yeah, but, this to be a launch title, and it won't be. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think Forza is a launch title. No, it, I don't think But, but then, didn't you see every game you saw here was a launch title? No, every game here will be available on Game Pass. Okay, okay, uh, then the rare logo shows up and I'm like, here we go. They're just going back to back with bangers. We're getting Banjo 3E or we're getting a new rare game that we don't know about. Just just please don't be ever wild. And it's ever wild. <laughs> and it's a new trailer for ever wild. And if you know rare, rare made Goldeneye, rare made Banjo Kazooie, rare made Conker's Bad, Bad Fur Day. Yep. And, and now rare is making ever wild and i like that it's a new ip and that they're excited about it and that it's a really different looking game but this couldn't be farther from what i want out of a rare game they did sea of thieves which is you know really good so i this is not what i was expecting from rare i like the creative risk i'm staying very far away from this one yeah i i think you hit the nail on the head there my friend if we were doing a top three worst this next game would be my number one uh tell me why um, I feel like that was ripped right from the early November's record. Um, I, I, I read it in his voice. So I was yeah. hoping to hear the song as the soundtrack. It's just like, that's spooky that in the beginning. Ace is kind of spooky. Like the, he does it with like the weird vocals. It's just like, tell me why. And if you just had that spookily under the, under the background of this game, I would have actually liked it, but yeah, yeah it, it might've made a top three just for that. Tell, tell me why it's coming August 1st, at least chapter one is. So this is an Xbox one title. Um, Obviously, it'll be smart delivery with uh, with Xbox Series X as that launches. But this was more like a uh, Life is Strange type deal where it's very story heavy. It looked like a PS3 game or an Xbox 360 game. It doesn't particularly look very good. And I'm yeah, just and a I, hard pass. I think when it was originally announced, I think it was just PC only. And then they also added Xbox down, down the line. Yeah, this was, not a, the case. this was not a world premiere. I, I uh, took note of all the games that were world premieres. Um, yeah. So, yes, you're right. This was originally, I believe, a PC. Like you said, oh, excuse me, everybody. But uh, that's, yeah, this is, we're talking about tell me why, and I start yawning. So you can you can tell my thoughts on the game. Uh, moving on, Moon Studios. And I was like, holy shit, they just released Ori. There is no way they're already coming out with something different. They're probably just doing an up res, and, and that's what it's going to be. They're doing a new version of Ori and the Will of the Wisps specifically for Xbox Series X. It's going to be a version upgrade. It's going to have smart delivery. So if you already have the game, you can just upgrade it to the Series X game at no additional charge, which you got to love. That's always a cool feature um, when you don't have to pay for that. But 
uh, I didn't play Ori of the and the Will of the Wisps, and apparently it's a lot of people's game of the year so far. It's it's I don't mind Ori. I just for some reason maybe it's because the Xbox that I have currently hooked up is in my living room and I'm never up there ever. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it looks great in 4K and 120 hertz, but just you know, it's just another game that wasn't. But but bro, 120 hertz on a video game is pretty wild. Oh my no, that's what I'm saying. It's gonna look beautiful at 100. It just you know, not my not my game. It takes the human eye a little while to adjust to 120 hertz on a television. And uh, I remember the first time I ever saw 120 hertz television working at Best Buy. I was like, what are my eyes doing to me right now? Yeah, it, it almost looks like it's a play. Yeah. And then it just it just takes then after, you know, a month or so, you just get used to it and it's just second nature. And then the other, everyone and then everyone else's TV is like, why did your TV look weird? <laughs> it's dude. I get that all the time uh, upstairs before the coronavirus. And I'm excited for when people see the new TV down here when they come in. They're gonna be like, what are you doing to your life? Only one. Oh, part. That's where that's where we're watching Justice League. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, my buddy, I helped my buddy move. Uh, our buddy Ryan Popejoy got a new place, and uh, I helped. Oh, him, nice. I helped him move over the weekend on the hottest day of the year, um, and I was wearing black. And I helped him move, and so he stopped in because he brought the U-Haul over here to pick me up. So I was like, "Yo, come see the basement," and so he did. And he walks down, and you can't see my TV because it's on a wall that you have to turn yeah, a corner. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't notice it and he's got his back to it. And he's, I'm like, yeah, dude. And uh, Ashley painted this bookshelf over here. And he turns around, and look at the bookshelf. And he goes, holy shit. He, yeah, he didn't even see it in front of his face. Bro, he talked about it with his girlfriend for like an hour when we got to the new place. He was like, and this TV and this TV. I'm like, I, this guy didn't have cable growing up. So I get it. <laughs> I, I get it. Yo, yo. And, and I'm kind of, like, I didn't have cable in my room, you know, for, like ever. So it was oh. like, that's, you know, not having a TV in the room. So I can imagine seeing an 80 inch TV on a fucking whole wall. I mean, it probably looks, it looks, it looks a little funny. 85, bro. 85. Oh, <laughs> I'm flexing that extra five. <laughs> hey, you deserve it. Uh, yeah. Anyways. So, um, looking forward to, to the Xbox series X version, but again, you know, I'm looking forward to the people that are looking forward to it because I'm just, I'm not at the point where I would get that console, but something I'm really excited about, was from Pirate Division, and I believe it might be even Obsidian that's helping them with this. The uh, Peril of Gorgon DLC, September 9th, for the Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds, first of all, I love the trailers that make it look like a 60s or 30s kind of action comic. I love that stuff, and it won me over. It's not; it's just a DLC, so I'm not putting it on my top three list. I'll, I'll get that out of the way now. But this is a game I've been wanting to play, and now with this DLC... Uh, again, the peril of Gorgon. It it really makes me think twice about buying this game. I'd I'd buy it on PS4. All you know, just being honest. But uh, it looks so really I see good. that's what it says what coming September 9th. And apparently it's it's the first of two planned story expansions, which is awesome. And this is a game very Borderlands meets Bioshock meets We Happy Few. Like I, I it's got a lot of great influences and. Uh, it's a lot of people's game of the year last year, which I, I can appreciate. I've yet to play a single second. I really haven't watched any either on Twitch or anything like that. So if I dive in, I'll wait till that second DLC comes out. Um, yeah, get everything. And, and, and kind of get everything, like you said. But this, it looked really cool. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the next was, for me, the funniest part of the presentation. Um, Grounded came out with a trailer and like, if you want the most, the, the biggest game of the year, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you it, should it, wait it for cyberpunk. 
you should wait for Cyberpunk 2077. And it had the logo. So they had to work with CD Projekt Red to get that and make that happen. Yeah, I was going to say, because they they literally had to get the okay for them to do that. Yeah, they probably I they mean, probably paid them. Of course they're going to do it because it's, it's, it's advertising. Well, plus it's, it's, they, they probably paid them a pretty, pretty penny to do that. You think? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, but but regardless, super funny joke. And he's like, wait, if you want the smallest one, you'll play Grounded, where you literally are a human being that shrunk down like Ant-Man and you fight in like gardens and bedrooms and stuff. And it's from Obsidian, who makes incredibly quality games. And it might be Xbox's big biggest first party studio at this time. And uh, it looked really cool to me. This game is the Xbox Series X version of Bug Snacks which is like the big deal on PS4 right now that everybody's or PS5 that everybody's talking about from that presentation, the darling game that kind of won everybody over. I see these two going head to head for a little while, but this game looks fun. It's not a world premiere. It was premiered, I think last E3, maybe even before that, but I'm, I'm excited for it. I was back then. I'm just really hoping for an Xbox one version because it comes out July 28th. So yeah, we're getting an Xbox one version just five days from now grounded comes out. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, this one I don't know. It just it just missed me. I was like, uh, it's got I'll a cool premise watch. though. It's got I'll a cool go premise. Watch ants. It's got a cool <laughs> a bug's life. It's it's got a neat premise for me. I really like the thought because it's not just this dreary war shooter where you're going out into some desolate town. You're but in a that's backyard. That's what I want. But you're I in a back. I want to go on a Last of Us. I want to go on that. I want to fight in a blade of grass and hide behind I don't want to be swimming down a blade of grass. I, I get drowned in, in a spit puddle. No, I, I, I no. want to hide in a, in a hot wheel and just say that it's this big base. It looked really endearing to me. Um, I'm excited about it. But then obsidian stayed on the stage for a third straight game. Obsidian was a part of three game announcements or three game reveals slash show offs, whatever today presentations. And the third one was, he was like, yeah, just wait. We do have our big RPG. And here it is. And Obsidian is the RPG maker. They are known for their RPGs and quality. And uh, the Xbox was the RPG console of the two. Right now, they're kind of fighting for that. Nintendo is right now the bigger RPG manufacturer of the three big console makers. Uh, But Obsidian says... Here we go. Here's Avowed. And you see this arrow going through the sky, lands on a skeleton. You get some monsters. You get a guy with a cool looking magic sword who then with his other hand, just like Bioshock, comes out and gets like a plasmid and gets this purple magic around his hand. You hear the big roar. You're going to see the monster. And then they cut to black and it's Avowed. It's set in in Aora, Aora maybe, I think it was. Um, but Avowed is the new RPG coming from Obsidian. It looked kind of like Game of Thronesy meets Skyrimy meets uh, a, a new thing. What'd you think? No, I, I, I literally it was like it reminds me of the Skyrim. I mean, spells and like the style. I was like, okay, like it's it's a cool world, I guess, but it's it, it's it's not for us. They're not the type of games we play. Right? Yeah, RPGs in that setting can be um, a lot to handle and a lot to you take. Love in. It's, it, it's it's a love or hate thing. Like that's it. There, yeah. I don't think there is like an in between. Yeah, Interior Night. World premiere of their game. Uh, it's called As Dusk Falls. It's an interactive drama, potentially about revenge. It looks like a family going on vacation, gets held up at a store, and I'd imagine the parents die, uh, at least one of them. And uh, and then it looks like later in the he trailer, said at least one of them. <laughs> it looks like later in the trailer, the little girl's grown up. She knocks on the door, and one of the robbers answers. So who knows? Maybe she falls in love with him. Maybe not. I I don't know. But this game did not appeal to me at all. But I did like the art style. 
Yeah, well, I was like, yeah, the art, it looked good, but I was like, mm, okay, what's next? Ninja Theory was next, and they came out with Hellblades as soon as, uh, well, it's not so soon as Sacrifice 2, it's, it's Hellblade 2. Uh, this was revealed, I want to say, last E3 when Xbox unveiled that they had purchased Ninja Theory. Uh, they said that Hellblade 1 sold 3.5 million copies, and that the sequel will be uh, played in, I'm sorry, um, made in Unreal Engine 5, which was the engine that we got shown off by Sony with that like light and the rock girl demo that we got like a month or two ago, probably actually like two months ago at this point, maybe three. Um, it's set in Iceland this time. And now you'll get dev diaries on YouTube along the way. But that's all they showed, which tells me not only is the game pretty far away, yeah, um, but you didn't have any gameplay or even a trailer to show. That's not good. That's not. Good. I mean, but the only part that won me was, oh, it's in Iceland. It's a beautiful place. I would love to play a game <laughs> set in Iceland, dude. Reykjavik was on my list of places I wanted to visit pre-COVID. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. I definitely want to go. Yeah, and and now I'm going to be able to play a game in there, but I didn't want to play the first one, and so I'm not going to be playing the sequel. No, I was going to say you didn't play the first. You're going to skip the second one. I love Tim Schafer. I love Jack Black and uh, I love Double Fine. And it was Double Fine's turn to take the stage where they came out with new gameplay for Psychonauts 2. Psychonauts came out on the original Xbox. Oh, Xbox. Original Xbox. Xbox. So this game is de- almost two decades old that it's finally getting a sequel. Then they kind of sh- dropped in there. The sequel's getting delayed till 2021. So another delay on this game. But you got not only a gameplay trailer, which was really neat. Oh, it was dubbed over by a Jack Black song. <laughs> he was singing a damn song. That the and composer literally, wrote. I, I almost wanted to put this on my list just because I just wanted to like, I'll rather just buy the song and download the song that, that Jack Black did. <laughs> just not play the game, but I'll support them by buying the song. Psychonauts was, it's like a niche game. You know, it's, niche it's, it's an Xbox game. I never had an Xbox. So it's like, I, I, I know the name. Yeah. It's just, I, I never played the game. It's, it's not a bad game by any means. A very cult classic, very niche game, niche game, but the sequel two decades along a lot of these people that loved and played the first one, they just aren't gamers anymore. It's just, yeah, my, that's it. my buddy Foz was like, I'm still hyped for obviously Halo is it, but Psychonauts 2 is like, one was my shit. I'm so happy to get it. So I mean, I'm, I'm like that he's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I like, Psychonauts. It looked really cool. I didn't connect with the first one, but the second one's got promise. But uh, I'm, I'll, I'll move on here. They said Destiny Two coming to Game Pass, which is actually pretty massive news. Um, anybody who has Game Pass can just go play Destiny. That, yeah, that. And if you're Destiny Destiny fans, and if you got a hundred hours to, you know, to devote, there you go. It's it's pretty gnarly that you can just kind of just play it without having to purchase it, and all the DLC will come with it. And uh, what is it? The Light King or the Beyond Light expansion was shown off in greater detail. Um, they said they're coming and that's coming in September. They said they're also making a brand new version for Series X, which is pretty insane. Um, but Beyond Light's coming November 10th to current consoles, too. So, I mean, like lots of cool Destiny news. I am just not a Destiny player. I'd imagine that Shriver liked this announcement but he's already beaten and played the shit out of destiny and plays the multiplayer all the time so probably nothing that did anything for him because he kind of already plays it yeah uh what and else I don't, I didn't, and he didn't hype it up so that's it uh after this that's right so after this 
Um, the announcement was made that everything from here on out is going to be a console launch exclusive, which is the okay. Most, that, that's what he said. That yeah. it was after that. Okay, it's going gotcha. to be the most confusing terminology ever. Console launch exclusive. Does that mean it's just on Xbox first, or it's only on Xbox and not on PC? It's very weirdly worded, and that's what Xbox does. They they confuse people. Uh, but these were all world premieres as well. Never seen before games until we got to the second to last one. Oh, do you, do you like that they do that? Like world premiere. I do. World pre- I do after because the third one, I'm like, okay, bro, I got it. If I, I didn't see it before, guess what? It's the first time I'm seeing it. I get it. As an analyst, well, you got to account for the million people that don't watch E3 press conferences and stuff, or like that don't have podcasts that talk about it. Like, uh, I can get it. I can understand it, and I like it because then I know to get my pen ready. Like, if it's a world premiere. I know that I got to write it down and give a little bit more note taking and pay more attention. So from that perspective, I appreciate it because it, it gives uh, me just it gives me something to pay attention to. But st- I'm just going to go through these games real quick and stop me if you want to talk about one. Stalker Two, uh, Warhammer. War, of course, I'm going to Warhammer. Stop <laughs> All right, I tried to sneak it by you. I know. What the hell you mean? It was the second one you said war. I was already talking. Dark Tide. Uh, Dark Tide. Twenty Twenty One. It, it did look cool. Four dudes in a room, and then they get surrounded by enemies. Pretty nasty. You know, and, and what I'm reading, it's a four-player co-op action game set in the hive. So I, I used to play Warhammer 40,000 back in the day. It's a little sure figurines. Did. You build, you paint, you, you battle your buddies. And, you know, I know it was, it was a computer game. I think I have um, for, uh, Dawn, uh, Dawn of Justice or, or one of those, but a, a game that I'm actually a little jealous that only PC PC and Xbox users. I mean, you got to wait till 2021 to get it, but I, I, I definitely think this is a game to look out for. Tetris Effect Connected, which was a very weird trailer, but I get Don't it. Play old Tetris. I get it. Uh, Tetris Effect is a very, 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 very popular spinoff of Tetris. Uh, to play three Tetrises at once is pretty endearing to people. I, I think it's a neat concept. Uh, that'll be holiday this year. Then there was gameplay of The Gunk. Uh, looked like Luigi's Mansion meets Super Mario Sunshine with a protagonist that I've seen before in a game. I swear to God, mixed, she looks familiar. Mixed with Ghostbusters. And it looked Ghostbusters like- is a very good comp, too. Yeah, that's a really good comp. Uh, what'd you think? Again, I just fell in with having took a piece on this game and took a piece on this game and mixed it up, threw this together, and it looks like a gunk. So, yeah, about right. I thought it was my favorite game of the night. Besides, wow. besides that one. Yeah. Favorite game of the showcase. This well, you, you love Luigi's Mansion, so you saw him sucking up that gunk. Like, oh my god! It was a, it was a, it was just to be fair, it was a woman, but uh, just I love the I love the premise. I loved the third person kind of perspective. I love the art style. I love the world. They were colorful. They were crazy looking. Um, and yeah, I'm here for that. If I got to suck up gunk to find like secret paths and multiple exits to levels, and oh man, I just think that's got a lot of potential. I love platformers. It's my favorite genre of game. And if you add that little Ghostbustery, Super Mario Sunshiny, that you know Luigi's Mansion kind of vacuum aspect to it, well, I'm, I'm number here. One. I'm here for that. So that was a really good game for me. I loved it. Then they did the Medium, which I swore was at the PS5 conference. I swore we saw. Uh, it wasn't a world. That, that was one I was like, I think I tuned completely out. It that. wasn't a world premiere. And so I know it's been unveiled before, and I swore that it was unveiled at the PS5 conference. I'll go back and check my notes real quick, actually, because they're right in front of me. PS5 event. Uh, let's see. The medium, the medium, the medium. I uh, think there might have been another game, but maybe not the medium. 
Let's see. Another ghost type game. There was definitely a ghosty game there. Uh, Pragmata, maybe? Might have been the big. I don't remember. Uh, Goodbye, Volcano High, Cannon, Bridge of Spirits, Ghostwire Tokyo, Jet, Godfall, Solar Ash, Shipman, Little Devil Inside, Bug Snacks. Huh. Yeah, it definitely wasn't the it definitely wasn't the medium. Oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? I think the medium was unveiled at, at Xbox back in May when they had that third party one. That was oh, okay. that was yeah, really yeah. bad. I gotcha. I think that that was when it was. I'm not going to go back to my notes to check that, but I'm pretty sure that that's when the medium was. I'm such a hard no. It's just a, yeah. It, that's was that was one of my least. And then I like, saw the Sega logo, so I was like, oh my god, thank you. They're going to buy Sonic. Like, what's going on here? Is Sonic going to be coming Yeah, I, I got excited. I'm not going to lie. And then I saw PSO 20, and I was like, all right, it's Fantasy Star Online. But we got a shit ton of gameplay, and it's Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis, coming in 2021. That's a pretty big deal that it's getting a numbered sequel like 20 years later. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm really excited for this from a uh, I know how many people love this game perspective. It's not my style, but I think it's really cool that people are getting this. Yeah, for just free to play online, it was actually my number four. It just, no shit. just didn't make it. Yeah, I, I thought it actually looked pretty decent for free to play. I mean, at launch, I mean, it, if you just you didn't have enough for game page, you just had enough to get the system, you at least get this game. So yeah. I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, a lot of people will be playing a lot of Fortnite since that's free to play too. Uh, then sure. we got Crossfire X. Then we got a list of Xbox One games that will be playable with upgrades such as Gears Tactics, which is only available on PC right now. Gears Five. That's the only Gears we saw today. Um, but whatever. And then they said, Oh, we got over a hundred games at launch. And here's our one final thing, like a 12 second teaser for the new fable game. It was uh, 11. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. You saw a fairy. You said this it was so short. You said this fairy ain't making it through this trailer. It gets eaten by a frog. And then the word fable shows up and they cut the black. And it's like, I get it, Playground. You're making a new Fable game. That's awesome. Big hype moment. Actually, it was 2022 my, release. It was one of my predictions that they were actually going to reboot it and it was just going to be named Fable. It was the only one I got right out of my nine predictions. Uh, but at the same time, I only predicted it because it was so friggin' obvious. And uh, we got it. It's great. I'm not a Fable fan. I think the way they unveiled it with the little comedy, a little bit of weirdness, I think they have a chance to get me into fable with this. Cause it is a reboot. It's not fable four or whatever yeah. the next number is. It's, it's a soft reboot. Ain't it? Yeah. It's a soft reboot. So I'm yeah. excited about that, but that's how they ended it with a very, very short teaser. And I thought that that was not the right play. I think it would have been more impactful. If this was the announcement before the big one, you give us the last teaser, people are hyped. And then you say, Oh, by the way, how is fable? And we got another one for you and you drop but something else. I mean, but then again, like that, but that's like what, you know, Nintendo or PlayStation, like they're about to leave. Oh yeah. That one, it's always that one little thing, that one little teaser that keeps you going, that keeps you coming back for the next. So I, mean, I kind of agree with them keeping it at the end because like you just, you know, we were there for an hour. Some people might've been disappointed. Then once you announced that fable, I think that it turned a lot of people. I think it might even have saved a lot of people's kind of showcase for them. I don't disagree with the fact that you do the one more thing. I always think a conference needs the one more thing, but that one more thing shouldn't be a 15 second teaser. That one more thing should be a little bit more substantial. I mean, I, I, I agree there. I mean, I, the whole thing, you watch the fair getting by frog, you see fable cut the black. And I, I just thought that that trailer was going to be just 
at least double the length. Give us a little bit more to go on, except for like cutting it short like that. I get it. It was it was kind of comedic timing and effect, and they did it on purpose. It was very, very much on purpose. But, oh my god, yeah. And this game is. I mean, we're not getting this game till forever. I, I think you said twenty two at the earliest. At the earl, dude. And with coronavirus, this is a twenty twenty three game. May like minimum for me. So. So, so buy the buy the new Xbox now, and in three years you can get this. <laughs> I love their logic. In in a minimum of three years, but uh, that was it. That was the conference. So you can understand where it was just like meh. Uh, wasn't yeah. wasn't the the Gatorade hype get hype moment? Before I talk about what I think was missed, let's go to our top three. And, and again, it was like I said, I was just whelmed. Um, I just want to hit you on my three. Yeah, go three, two, one. Three, I went with Fable. I, I just thought it was a game that I, everyone's been wanting. I was like, okay, I was happy to see it. My two was Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide. I think that could be a fun game. It sucks that it's only Xbox so or and computer. So worst case, I just have to get it for computer, so I'll still be able to get it. So I'm in good shape. And number one, I, of course, Halo Infinite. Yeah. Holiday 2020. I mean, I feel like that was the no-brainer that everyone was there to see. Yeah, you, you my number three, you said this wasn't our type of game, but it actually really appealed to me. Once he brought out the uh, the purple hand magic, and I'm going with Avowed, um, the, oh, wow. the Obsidian RPG. I would love to give that a shot. Um, a first person RPG doesn't exactly strike me, but if you're going to give me a weapon in one hand and a magic thing in the other, just like Bioshock, I'm fucking in. That's all I got was Bioshock vibes. Bioshock mixed with Game of Thrones, the first six seasons. Uh, I'm I'm in, dude. I'm super in. So that I make it. I'm making a note if you play it right now in my notebook if you like it or not. See if I'm right or you. <laughs> it, what would that be? Episode 411. By the time that game comes out, it's another thing, man. These games are all always off. So, uh, yep, that was that. That's my number three. My number two is the Gunk. I thought that that game looked phenomenal. I'm so psyched for it. I would give anything to have an Xbox One or. Or, because it said console launch exclusive, I'm hoping that in like six months to a year, it comes to Switch and or PS5, and I can play it in a console that I'll own, because uh, I don't want to miss out on this one. I want to find a way to play it, but I'm not buying a console just to play it. So that game looked awesome. And my number one, of course, is Halo Infinite. Not only because it, it just, I think it met expectations, it was 10 minutes. They gave us a, a bunch yeah. of meat on that bone. and I was they, ha- they had to. They had no choice but to show everyone at least 10 minutes of gameplay. I was hungry, and it, and they fed me. I feel really, really good after that. I was not let down by the by the Halo gameplay uh, reveal, so I was really happy. That's good to hear. I mean, ho- hopefully the next one that they do will be hopefully a little bit better or to show a little bit more gameplay. Well, the, the rumored one in August is apparently going to be a brand new console that they're dropping along with the Series X. They're th- it's called Project Lockhart. People are thinking it might be a handheld. People are thinking it might be just a, a smaller version called Series S. We don't know. But when you drop a console, you might want to drop a couple more games. So I'm thinking that the games that weren't unveiled today that I really wanted to see, that I think they dropped the ball on, if they're real, we know a couple of them are, um, they didn't show Battletoads. And they unveiled that years ago, and we haven't heard anything about it really. They showed one trailer after the unveiling, and we still have nothing. No release date, no release window. People were projecting that it was going to be there today and be dropped today, and we didn't see it at all. That tells me they don't have a lot of faith in that game, and they might have restarted development or changed the art style or something. But I liked it a lot from what I saw, and I love Battletoads, and I was disappointed there. I was very disappointed in Studio MD- MDHR not being there for the Cuphead DLC. 
the Delicious Last Course DLC. I think that's a genius name, but I was expecting that. Didn't get any of that. Very little Gears. I didn't expect Gear 6 or even a new game, but I just wanted something to, to, to whet the appetite a little bit with Gears. Maybe a new mode for Gears 5 on Series X or something, but we didn't get that. Um, we didn't get a perfect dark game, and I swear to God that's happening. I swear to God they're making a freaking perfect dark. I think it might be the initiative, and that's the team that just got announced as a first-party studio by them in 2018, so they're really, really new. So they might not just have a lot, but just even a logo. If you're going to need 15 seconds of Fable, I'll take 10 seconds of perfect dark. It's not like yeah. you can't do it. You've done it. You did it with Fable. <laughs> so give me something with perfect dark. And then no Banjo 3E, and I don't. I didn't think it was going to happen. I even said in my predictions, it's not going to happen. It's not real. But if they wanted to steal the show and really, really, really put PlayStation in an uncomfortable position, they could have done something like that. They own the fucking studio that that has Banjo-Kazooie, and you haven't made a new game, at least in the way you should, because nuts and bolts don't count, since the N64 not even the, the Xbox. So I think they missed the opportunity, especially with Banjo being in Smash and having that second life due to Smash. 17 million people own that game for fuck's sake. So, uh, yep, thought they missed the boat there. And I'll be excited again because I'm a I'm a masochist. So I'll be excited again when the August potential rumored one comes around. Of course you will. Now let's see your thoughts on Nintendo Direct Mini, the partner showcase. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, nine minutes, they showed what? That you stayed up till past midnight to watch. No, 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 just to get the uh, the announcement. It came on at, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Came on at 10 o'clock the next morning. So I only had to wait 10 hours to be disappointed. And they showed uh, K. Rule of Hydence, K, wow, Cadence of Hyrule is getting DLC. Then they showed Rogue Company, so I'm 0 for 2. Then they showed WWE <laughs> 2K Battlegrounds, the first ever gameplay. It looked amazing, but I didn't think that it needed to be there, and I already pre-ordered it before the Direct. A WWE game does not belong in the Nintendo Direct. They just they don't go together. It's like lamb and tuna fish. Uh, and then they tuna ended. Fish, tuna fish. And then they ended with Shin Megami Tensei 3 remastered and the announcement of Shin Megami Tensei 5. And those for Shin Megami Tensei fans who haven't heard a word about that series in seven plus years was amazing for them. It literally was. To go on Twitter and watch all these people nerd out was one of the coolest experiences of the year for me. Boy, howdy, do I not give a shit about those games. So literally, when I tell you that was the exact the entire Direct, that was it. Um, no, they, I remember I remember. I texted you. I said, Greg, get it. I, I, was, I, I think I missed the Direct today. You know, what, the, Which one did I miss? You literally said, I think it was nine minutes of Nintendo. Don't worry about it. It sucked. <laughs> it was, so you, did, you didn't miss anything. And uh, yeah. and again, they said this is the first one that they might do it. And it was the July one. So me thinks they're going to do a small mini instead of the big giant direct to blow our minds. They're going to disappoint us once a month. I really yeah. think we're getting one of these a month because um, they called it a new series. So it's already going to flop. Uh, I'm really disappointed. But again, I'm a score Nintendo fan who believes in hype. It turns out that the F-Zero Twitter account we talked about was fake. So yeah. Somebody put a very sexual, crude video on it and made fun of a lot of awesome people for believing it, myself included. But that's what I do. When you're a masochist Nintendo fan, you sit and you wait for hype, and then you get disappointed, and then you bitch about it on podcasts. It's the greatest yeah. life you could live. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you do. I'm just sitting here waiting for these Mario remakes. Like, 
just confirm them. That's all I want. You don't got to give me anything. Just confirm that they're real so I can stop wondering. That's all I want to do is stop wondering. I just want to and, and you want that sequel to release that was only released in Japan. What one? Well, wasn't there a sequel to a game that was only released in Japan, was never released over here? Mo- uh, Mother 2. Oh, Mother 3. Mother 3. Mother 3. Mother, three. <laughs> Mother 2 is, is Earthbound. Yeah, Mother 3. Good call. I love Mother 2. That'd be awesome. Metacritic is now making users wait 36 hours before posting a review, slowing down the horrible practice of review bombing. Yeah, we saw that with The Last of Us Part 2, that people were giving it zero stars a half Such hour. A, a half hour after the game comes out, all of a sudden, everybody knows that it's a worst, the worst game ever. And that's what I mean. Is it a masterpiece? No. But you have influencers and people telling you that it sucks because it leaked online ahead of time and it doesn't have the story you want, so it sucks? That's not how you judge things. So Metacritic took that and said, no, you're not just going to go review bomb a game that you don't want to be successful, which, by the way, The Last of Us Part Two is extremely successful financially. Um, so they're now making people wait 36 hours. There's not much meat to the story, but the context is around the horrible things that have happened to The Last of Us Part Two from a from a, a consumer standpoint on that website. Yeah, I think it's a good move by Metacritic. Madden 21 is making a bold statement. And it's it's with the news that came out today, it's not super bold. We had anticipated the uh, Washington Redskins franchise to to find a new name. And yeah. so before today, the news was, yes, in a free update coming to Madden 2021, uh, we're going to remove the logo and the team name from the game. They're just going to be the Washington football team. And then today... The team comes out and says, until further notice, we're just going to be called Washington football team. So aren't you embarrassed? They they are kind of doing Madden's work for them. Um, I don't know if they're even going to have to wait for the free update anymore. They might just patch it in now. I don't know. But it is temporary until the Washington football team comes up with a new nickname. I don't know when that will be but it'll definitely be before the season. It's going to be soon because training camp is supposed to start in like a week. Uh, so I'd imagine that it, with no preseason, who knows? But yeah, the that's uh, a weird thing to do, but a good yeah. thing. It's a good thing. It's kind of necessary. Yeah, long overdue. Overcooked, all you can eat has been announced for Xbox Series X and PS5. And it's not Overcooked 3. It's not a new Overcooked game. They're taking Overcooked 1, which I really liked, and Overcooked 2, they're combining them they're giving you all the DLC for all of it, both games, one package, 4K, and adding online for the first time ever. So that's where the all-you-can-eat piece comes in. It's literally everything Overcooked has ever put out, plus a little bit extra, all for you in one package. So it's pretty neat for Overcooked fans. That's awesome. ESA Summer Online starts today. Yeah, the second biggest speedrunning marathon behind GDQ Starts today. You get 24 hours, seven days, speed run action. Really excited because, again, Mario is getting a really fun block. We're not going to go through the schedule like we do for GDQs. GDQ is just a special place in my heart because I can go to them. ESA takes place in Europe. Uh, It's European Speedrunners Assembly. So uh, I will watch the shit out of it like I always do. I love ESA marathons. But if you're a speedrunning fan... And you don't want to wait a couple weeks till summer games done quick. You can get through with the next week of ESA Summer. It's twitch.tv slash ESA Marathon. Or just type in ESA into the Twitch app. And you'll find it starting today. Go check it out. 
the next Ubisoft Forward event will be in September. No specific date at this time, but they have the redemption already, which is cool. They did one in July. They'll wait just a month, do one again in September because it was, again, really bad um, outside of Watch Dogs Legion. Now you have another chance to impress us, give us the games we want beyond Good and Evil 2, the Mass Effect collection. You got another chance. Don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. Dare I say, don't screw it up. <laughs> Nintendo Switch online members will get a free trial. Is that Pokemon? It's Pokemon, but it's Pokemon, yeah. Okay, Pokemon Tournament DX from July 29th to August 4th. It's it's Pokemon, so it's it's Tekken with Pokemon. It's a fighting game. So Pokemon Tournament DX is a wow. Switch game. I'm not paying $60 for, but it was a Wii U game, and they they upported it to uh, to the Switch, slapped the old DX on there. It's been and out put for sixty bucks. Well, it's been out. It's been out for years, so not that big Jeez. of a thing. But it's a one-on-one Pokemon fighting game in the style of Tekken. It's really cool. Um, it they they had like a free trial, but you can only fight fifteen matches on there. This is the full game. So for five days, in just a, in what a week from now, and for five full days, you have full access to the game. So if you wanted to try it out, see what the fuss is about, because it's it's pretty good. Uh, if you ever wanted to fight Pokemon but not battle them, like literally fight with them, this is your opportunity to do so for free. If you have NSO, Nintendo Switch Online, the uh, July 29th to August 4th, five days, play it, try it, dig it, or don't. I don't care, but it's there if you want it. Okay. I'm, I'm, well, I, mean, I was thinking, I was, I was going to throw like a, a diglet joke in there, but I missed it. I was like, I just kind of want to see him on me. And, I and, don't. Uh, I That's don't it. think Hitmonlee's in the game, which I think was a, what was the point of playing which it? Which I think was a big miss. I think I know Horrible. Machamp, Pikachu, Decidueye, Gengar's in it, which is awesome. Um, they have some some weird ones in there, but I I don't think the Hitmons are in there, which is That's just, just stupid. That would a miss. What it was with, which I believe is just a big miss. I don't know. I think they just didn't want to go super heavy into the Generation One fighting types, so they just went with Machamp. I, I don't know. Oh, so, so do a fighting game without the, the fighting Pokemon? Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah we will. We will continue. Into the movie section we go. Uh, AMC Theaters has again delayed the reopening. No shocker here. And I, I mean, guys, cross off 2020. That's right. Uh, I mean, who who's going to be in, in a rush to go to theaters? I, I'm waiting for the move to people of, of, of the move being at least till, until further notice video on demand because they need some re- they need to recoup some money. And I'll tell you, uh, I can see the rebirth of the drive-in. I said that back in like February before the coronavirus even came to the United States. I'm on the record of saying like drive-ins will be a thing again. They take a while though. Like they take a lot of time to build them all, especially enough to uh, make enough of a profit to make it worth releasing in a theater. And also, could you imagine being in a drive-in movie theater in December in Boston? That wouldn't be great. Um, yeah, unless they got space heaters for each car. Yeah, okay. Yeah, with your six dollar <laughs> ticket, that's really gonna that's really gonna do it. No, if they, if they do it up like they did Top Golf, like they did Top Golf, right? So yeah. they each stage got their own heater, each little car part, whatever they got. Uh, and, hey, hell, I saw like I was looking at designs of like possibly new theaters of like coming down like future down the line. I saw one design. It was basically like you get your own little basically suite. I like like fan of the opera and like these little sweets are just scattered out all over. I was like, holy crap. If this is the new movie theater, we're in for a treat. Yeah. I, you know, with, 
it's just it's all gonna be so much different. I told you, man, when they when I think it was like United Cinema or something showed that video of a guy in like a fucking hazmat suit spraying down the theater seats after somebody left. That is not an endorsement you put online. That is a scary, scary thing that will make people stay home, not come to your theater. So that was really weird. But yeah, movie yeah, theaters I mean, are gonna yeah, be different. Movies thing. are gonna be uh they're going to have to adjust to this until, you know, obviously it cures film. Well, like you said, it's it's a great opportunity to release, you know, films on demand. And if I'm a movie of 150 to $200 million budget plus, I'm sitting and waiting for theaters to reopen because I got to recoup my money. But for our next <coughs> film, Black Widow. right, and and like Tenant, and we'll talk, but, you know, Mulan even. But we'll, again, we'll New talk mutants. about this. <laughs> I said good movies. Um with with that, the next movie on our list, Bill and Ted Face the Music, will actually release on demand. It will release in select theaters. I don't know what that means, unless it's like independently owned theaters. Yeah, yeah. The, okay, in select theaters. Okay, the one in Alaska, <laughs> uh, the one in Hawaii, and that's it. And New Zealand, so. where they're all cured of coronavirus and they did the right thing, wear your mask. But anyway, uh, yeah, I get that. But then here, it's going to be VOD, which is fine. You'll get to watch from the comfort of your basement. Which, which I'm perfectly fine with. Um, I'll, I'll watch this probably first week and it drops. Uh, Mulan. I actually can't, can't wait to see it. I, I've heard good things so far from that trailer. I didn't watch the trailer. I just heard good things. I did. It looks great. Mulan pulled from the release schedule completely by Disney. Tenant delayed indefinitely. Star Wars, the new, whatever that new rumored movie was that's been really unannounced. And Avatar 2, both delayed by at least a year. So we're back to the wait is the hardest part. It, it's, it's, it's crazy right now. And, and all the movies are big budget movies that they really need the theaters or they're going to lose millions. Like they, I don't think they can afford to release video on demand. Right. Now, we saw Trolls 2 or Trolls World Tour get released on demand. And we saw that it was the highest you know, selling on-demand release ever. We saw that it did five times the amount in three weeks that Trolls 1 did in its entire theatrical run, but they still didn't release a number, uh, like a financial number. And that's because it did not make, you know, even $150 million, which, you know, is something like tenants budget that it has to make, you know, more than that just to be profitable. It's really, it's a really tough draw to release a big budget film um, on demand, just because you just don't make as much money at a twenty dollars price point that you do for a thirteen dollars ticket for each person. Yep. yep, I agree. I mean, it, it's just a no brainer. That's why we're not going to see a lot of these films, and just you know, they might as well keep pushing. We ain't going to see these movies in twenty twenty. See in twenty twenty one. Maybe like it's it's crazy how you know this is Mulan's fourth new release date already. That's New Mutants territory. Yeah, with and and, and and that's why they're they're not even going to give these movies new release dates because it, what's the point? You just keep pushing them back. There's no definitive answer. Yeah, it just gives us a two minute story to keep talking about every friggin' week. Like at at a certain point here, you know what are you doing? Um, these films, they just, you know, how many times do we have to hear about Tenant or Avatar or whatever? Keep getting pushed back. At a certain point, I'm glad they just did it indefinitely at this point because. Guess what? We get a date, we'll get a date. And I hope we don't get a date until there's a definitive like, kind of worldview. Yeah, dude, we're not getting – none of this is going to get released. I, I, I don't expect to see – I know the Black Widow is still – I think it's still November. Yeah. I don't think they touched that. But once they push that back, then, then it's, that's it. Then you're going to get no more movies 
everything's gonna be video on demand or just keep watching TV. You know, what, for Netflix. you know what will be video on demand for sure. They're not gonna push this back because we haven't heard about it. Meaning that they're just gonna release it on VOD. Is the Soprano sequel film or pre- a prequel film, The Many Saints in Newark? I think it's called. Yeah, because I, I was listening to Joey Davis, and the, I believe all the filming has been done. So yeah, it's all just whenever you know, whenever they, they plan to release it. I think it was supposed to. Excuse me, I'm very tired. I think they were supposed to release it in theaters in September. So I think that this will probably come to VOD in either September or October, and uh, that's kind of perfect. I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah, me too. It's kind of perfect. I'm I'm ready for it. A 40, yeah, I'll support. And it's a forty-eight hour rental, so if I like, I fall asleep. I fall asleep is what it is. I can turn it on the next day. So. Yeah. That's it for uh, for movies. It was everything's fucked. That's kind of where it was. Movie <laughs> yep, today. literally. <laughs> so uh, except Bill and Ted, we're getting video on demand. Right, ex- exactly, to, uh, exactly. So let's move into the TV section. HBO has begun casting for the Game of Thrones prequel show, House of the Dragon. A show that we probably won't see till twenty twenty two. Minimum. Like minimum, it's very tough to live in a pop culture well, podcast I mean, hey, world. Right, it's now. some kind. Of, it's some kind of positive. Okay, just please learn from your mistakes of Game of Thrones, the first series, and do better. Well, well at least yeah. the last season. There you go. Well, the last two, in my opinion, but yeah, most likely, mostly the last season is the is the most controversial. But uh, some uplifting news: there's a classic television show coming to Blu-ray this fall, and it might not be what you're thinking. In all 166 episodes in glorious HD, we're getting the Flintstones. That's freaking awesome. I, I can't believe they actually went back and, and remastered these in Blu-ray. Depending on the price, I might just have to catch this on like a Black Friday deal. But I grew up watching the Flintstones. I freaking love it. And, and I wouldn't mind. I think I'm long overdue to give this whole freaking. Oh, I'll, I'll watch all 166. I don't care. I, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, what do you got? Flintstones or Jetsons? Flintstones. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm Jetsons. I, I, I love them both. Like I'll say, I love them both, but yeah. I'm, I'm definitely more of a Flintstones guy. In the most 2020 move of 2020, the Nationals Yankees game is currently in a rain delay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, dude, I, 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 I texted you earlier. I was like, I'm shocked that they didn't cancel the game because the one guy got COVID. So I was like, I'm just happy to see that you're in some, some kind of sport. It is such a nightmare that in 2020, we, of course, uh, can't even. Oh man, crazy lightning over DC right now. Crazy. Oh, that lightning. game's that game's canceled. Holy. Nah, they got dude. Sixty six games in sixty days. They'll stay up all night to play this game. They cannot postpone baseball games. It's gonna be really weird. The times that baseball games. Two are hours ending. later, Greg will text me. Y'all got canceled. I can't believe. It. In two hours, <laughs> the the next game's gonna start. There's a ten o'clock Dodgers Giants game. So oh, I got Jesus. I got a lot of baseball to watch tonight. Um, but anyway, moving on to the music section. Two reviews for you, both by me. Uh, one coming from our friends at Hopeless Records, uh, Neck Deep. All distortions are intentional. Neck Deep, redefining pop punk. Freaking millions of listeners a month on Spotify. Hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. One of the most popular pop punk bands in the world today. And I want to thank our friends at Big Picture Media for getting us the review copy. So review copy uh, provided by our friends over at Big Picture Media. Don't want to, don't want you to let you think can't speak. Don't want to let you think that that affected <laughs> my review at all. Wow, that took me a long time to get out. I absolutely love Neck Deep. I think in a world that that pop punk and emo is kind of changing, it's not the same 
style that we grew up with. It's um, much more auto-tuny and electronic than it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, back in the day where you just had two guitars, a bass, and some drums, um, and a singer that that held his nose the whole time. I think in a in a of ever evolving world like today, neck deep continues to plow through that and give us traditional pop punk while also evolving the genre at the same time. I truly love the band and I truly, truly love this record. I generally give two songs off of any record we give impressions or a review to. This is 12 tracks. Again, all distortions are intentional. I'm giving you three, including my number two song of the year so far. Um, it's the actual opening track. It's called Sunderland. Um, I hope that's because the soccer team, I believe they're from the UK, but uh, Sunderland, Fall, Low Life, Telling Stories, Where You Know, Quarry, Sick Joke, What Took You So Long, Empty House, Little Dove, I Revolve Around You, and Pushing Daisies. I recommend all those songs. And oh, by the way, that's all 12. This is my number two record of the year right now. I was going to say, I think, I was like, Greg, I think everyone Greg's having a stroke is going to count to three more. I don't know what happened. <laughs> this is my number two record of the year. There's another record out there that, you know, I've talked about on previous pods that right now is my number one spot. But outside of that, this is my favorite record. And that includes DGD. I like it even more than Afterburner. So um, when I tell you that a pop punk record is just good as shit, that's what this record is. It's really solid. I love Neck Deep. I love this follow-up uh, record. It's super good. If you want to go with the three, I'm going Sunderland, Sick Joke, and Little Dove. That is tracks one, seven, and ten. Um, but man, do I love this record. And it comes out right now. So it's available today. Go check it out. Uh, again, all distortions are intentional by Neck Deep, which leads me into my next piece of impressions. Um, this one is a little bit different. Uh, this is a band that, you know, never thought, I kind of never thought I'd be into it. It's called Wolf Culture. Um, they're labeled as a punk band. I definitely see more of a darker pop punk, if you will. It's almost the title of early November's. What wolf? Wasn't there's like dining in the living room? Huh? What the hell are you talking Wasn't, about? Didn't there only ever one of their albums were in the living room? Well, what's this have to do with the living room? What does wolf culture have to do with the living room? Dying in the living room impressions? What? Oh, oh, you mean the, Jesus the, the name of the EP. Got it. I was like, what are you talking about? Holy shit. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, that was the room's that was the room's too cold, wasn't it? Uh, that's it. Room's too cold. Yeah, I was like living room something. Right. <laughs> I was like, what but the man. hell? I, I thought you were like still thinking I was talking about neck deep or something for a minute. There. I was like, what are you talking about? But yeah, anyway, so uh, July 31st through the Common Ground Collective, uh, Wolf Culture will be releasing their sophomore EP, Dying in the Living Room. Thank you, Sam, for that one. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Um, I was like, just look next to Wolf Culture. This though. The song, ult I'm not looking at my notes right now. The song Ultimatum uh, is a single from them that actually features Kellen Quinn from Sleeping with Sirens. The big single they have right now is Nervous. It's got a really good music video. It's an excellent song. It's a six song EP. Uh, my two favorite songs are Nervous, which is the single I just spoke about, and the song Rain Dance. Rain Dance just slaps. It slaps, dude. It is the standout track for me uh, on the record in total. I freaking Love this song where I was like the first song, the intro song floods is kind of that. Like I won't call it typical, but it's that kind of like 
slow building kind of intro song that kind of crescendos into track two and then track two beats you over the head. You ever knew, kind of know what I'm talking about? You listen to a record. Yeah, I gotcha. And that's what this kind of does, which I feel on a six song EP, it's not as like typical because you only have six songs to deal with. So I really think of this as like a five song EP with a banging ass crescendo to start it. But to for for floods to flow into rain dance the way it does blew my mind. Rain dance is such an an effectively amazing song that I haven't really stopped talking about it with people that I've trying to be getting to listen to Wolf Culture and Col- including my wife. Again, a UK based uh, punk band. I, I think of they're more like pop punky, but the record does come out in a week. So while you can get neck deep now, um, Wolf Culture, you cannot. You have to wait a week, but take my word for it, friends. This is a band you don't want to sleep on. Wolf Culture, Dying in the Living Room, the EP. Really, really excited about both the records I got to review and listen to today. Two of my favorites of the year. Really excited. Uh, we'll move into the other section, just a couple of announcements. We talked a lot about in the movie section, things getting delayed, this, that, the other. A lot of that is coming out of Comic-Con at home, which is happening right now. It's over the next couple of days. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want a little bit of non-gaming convention news, Comic-Con at home, are you? have you been watching any of the panels? Are you excited? I haven't watched it. I'll, I'll wait until it's like clumped together and I'll just kind of watch the interviews or artists or whoever I want to watch. But I, um, the next one is who I, what I will be watching. Yeah, this is Justice Con. And I saw Zack Snyder tweet about it. So I was like, oh, my boy's got to be hyped. I got to add it to the notes. Uh, I'm assuming you, you've heard of this because you just said you're psyched for it. So what is Justice Con? Well, it's just exactly what it is. Um, Zack Snyder is going to do a little, I don't know if it's a Zoom call or do his little tour thing. Um, Because he, he tweeted something, I, and I retweeted it, like, I'm ready. And he said, you know, make sure you watch it. There's going to be some special guests. You're going to get a little teaser of something. So he's definitely going to show something new. I'm hyped for it. And I know, obviously, if you follow Mercy Awesome YouTube channel, he always does some awesome videos and co- collabs. And, he, and he, dude, he's going to do the whole thing. So if you really want to just wait, Mercy also he's going to have basically everything all in one video and does like a top 10, top 20. And I, I can't wait. I hope we get some big news. Uh, yeah, it, it looks a lot of fun. He said there's going to be a little tease in there for his. I think it's like a weekend thing. I'm not 100% on that. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he's only getting an hour, but I think that every day they're doing something. I just don't know how many days or hours he's set to do stuff. For. Listen, we're less than a month away from the DC fandom, so – can we just hang our hat that that's going to be the most amazing freaking thing? I mean, I, I of course, the, 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 he's definitely going to plan it. I don't think we're going to get like a. I, mean, who, I could be totally wrong. I think he's just going to give you a little tea, a little tease here to keep you going, and then drop the big bomb next month. Yeah, that we're getting a Justice League tease, then we're going to get the full trailer at Fandom. That's that's definitely. Yeah, the I agree. No, what's your CGC spotlight this week, Sam? CGC Spotlight. Actually, this is actually um, a commission book I just got. So I based, I'm basically getting it for the commission, like or for the the cover because she, she drew it for me. And I'll make sure you follow us on IG. We podcast. We know things. We always kind of throw this up with the, the the new episode link. But the book is actually titled Joker: 80th Anniversary, 100 Page Super Spectacular Number One. So there's like I didn't even usually I give you a base of each story. There's like. I think maybe like six to eight stories of like Joker. It's the 80th year anniversary of him. So it's like you get different stories from like Paul Dini and a couple of people like that. I'm just Kevin Smith write one. I don't, I don't, I don't think he wrote one for here, but I got this commission done. This was done by Clara Bajorder. I hope I pronounced it right. I'm sorry if I butchered her name, but you could find her on IG sketch card girl on IG. That just 
sketch card girl. She's on Instagram. She's open for commissions. You just shoot her a DM, say Sam say it, or you know, use my IG handle Stampede. But she drew my favorite shot. I, I think you saw it, Greg. I'm not sure. I absolutely but my, saw it. Yeah, the Joker from the HBO or the uh, no, no, Warner Brothers movie where he does like he's pushing up his smile or whatever. The blood yeah, smile. Yeah, this, this is yeah, this is the Joaquin Phoenix. So if you saw the Joker movie, Todd Phillips, where at the end where you he literally Greg just said it, he puts his smile up. I thought that was my favorite shot of the, of the whole film. And she absolutely, I, I thought she nailed it. She did it again. And she did um, two other ones. So I guess what I'm just going to do is I'm going to, for the next two weeks, the next two commissions she did, I'm just going to do them as my pick of the week. But this book just came out last year or, or last month, excuse me. Um, it's the origin of Punchline. I don't know if you heard the big hubbub right now with Punchline. Punchline is basically Joker's new girl. So I guess he's done with Harley. He's on the Punchline and, She's kind of a new thing with the, the book Hell Arise. I think it was number three. I just went on because that was our first appearance. And but Punchline's basically, I think she's going to be around for a little bit because she's catching on and people are like her. So if you're the Punchline fan, this might be a big Joker 80th anniversary. I know they released covers from like the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s with different artists on each cover. But I, of course, I, I think she does fantastic work. And I wanted to get my favorite Jokers that meant the most to me. You know, so I doubt you're going to see, like, you're not going to see um, Jared Leto. I don't think I'm going to get him done. Um, I'm still debating with Cesar, uh, Cesar Romero, probably was the same Batman. I don't know if I'm going to do him yet. But if you want to see this, check this out on our IG. I'll make sure I, I throw this one up. It was Claude Bajor. Uh, I'll, I'll have to pronounce her name. I'll have to talk to her. But her IG is Sketch Card Girl on Instagram. Check her out. And you'll see what you can do. Appreciate that, Sam, and I appreciate everybody hanging around for episode 196. It was a doozy. We talked a lot about Xbox, which was refreshing. I just wish it was better, uh, and we crapped on Nintendo for a little bit. So we had a fun episode. Hopefully, we have some better news next week for 197. We might have some cool interviews to discuss later. We'll kind of kind of get those worked out, so we'll kind of figure that out as it comes. But, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening to episode 196. We'll see episode or next week for episode 197. Excellent!